Lucifer Podcast is brought to you by the Cage Club Network. For all things comics, movies, media, music, and more, check out the Cage Club Network. That's cageclub.me. Live from the future past, it's Akaba or Essex, an apocalypse, Mr. Sinister, gene-splicing game show from hell. Hey everybody, I'm your host, Nico. Along with me, as always, is my amazing co-host, Warpath Dylan. Hey, Dylan. Hey, everyone. And today we have a hell of a game. We're going to put some people through miserable torture. Who are these people? They are, of course, our best friends in the entire world. They are Jonah. Hey, Jonah. So happy to be here on the show. Oh, absolutely. I'm really excited for the terrible tortures you're in for today. And, of course, we have Kyle. Kyle, welcome back to the show that I won't seem to let you leave. Oh my gosh, hi! (laughs) Hi, everybody. So here's what we're going to do today, because the number one thing that people seem to be getting confused about is... What's Sinister? What's Apocalypse? And I'm here to help everybody set that straight alongside Dylan. We're going to combine our incredible X-Men genetic knowledge, and we're going to pool it into one mighty Krakoa. And we're going to get you guys some answers, especially thanks to Mr. Sinister appearing in the pages of Powers of Ten number four. There's a lot more questions about these two characters going on than before. So, we're here to set that straight. So, I want to just double check with everybody. Did everybody love Mr. Sinister being absolutely batshit insane? Kyle, I believe you had a really fun reaction to it. I I found him absolutely hilarious and I loved him so much and he reminded me of you. (laughs) You know, I actually got that from a number of people. I also got it from Joey, the guy who runs the network, which I absolutely thought was just, ah, I'm doing something right in my life if people are comparing me to Mr. Sinister. Jonah, as someone who knows me super well personally, did you see the connection there? Well, yes, you told me which Sinister you wanted to be and which you've related to, which I disagreed with because I thought you were the first one that got shot in the head when he was like, I love your cape. Why don't I have a cape? <laughs> that was you. No, no, no. I'm, I'm definitely mutant Sinister. I want to be that guy, but I watch from the sidelines. Dylan, this was a refreshing take on Sinister by my take. What did you think about it? I absolutely love sassy sinister for those that are more current on comics that it seemed very similar to the sinister that was in the recent secret wars and i absolutely loved it well today we're going to be taking a look at sinisters gone by as well as apocalypse has gone by we're going to take a look at the amazing magic that is akaba and saban nur as well as the unpredictable genetic badass terrorist homicidal maniac i guess he's not badass he's just you know uh, murdering implied rapist, Mr. Sinister, Nathaniel Essex. And we're going to do so by posing questions to our amazing team of panelists. That is, of course, Jonah and Kyle. Dylan and I will provide the background information that supports the answer. For each question, the answer choices are Sinister, Apocalypse, or both. Do both of you understand the instructions? Kyle, do you get the instructions? So the answers are either Apocalypse or Sinister. Or both. Or both. Got it. Absolutely, positively. Jonah, do you understand the rules? I do, I do, I do. Okay, Dylan, do you understand your role in all of this madness? Possibly. (laughs) That's... 
just about the best answer we can hope for when it comes to something I've come up with. <laughs> so let's dive in to manipulating live from the future past. It's a Kaba or Essex, an apocalypse, Mr. Sinister, gene splicing game show from hell. All right, your first question is, who secretly caused a major crossover before they ever appeared on panel? Kyle, do you have any guesses? I think that this might be Mr. Sinister. Okay, I thought it was Apocalypse, but you know what? I will agree with Kyle on this one. Is it Mr. Sinister? That is correct! It is Mr. Sinister! As a matter of fact, Mr. Sinister is responsible for the creation of the Marauders, an endless series of nightmarish clones, as well as a much less frighteningly named team called the Nasty Boys. But, for the moment at hand, the Marauders were generic genetic creations of Mr. Sinister's that were unleashed on the Morlock tunnels and killed just so many people uh, early on in the pages of Uncanny X-Men's massive multi-title run in Mutant Massacre. Dylan, do you have anything you'd want to add to that? I... Sorry, I'm going to start making height sounds like you. The Marauders, even though they are slightly annoying, they are a pretty amazing go-to team, and them being created by Sinister, or them being a Sinister creation, is pretty amazing. Next on deck, who caused a crossover via the results of genetic manipulation? I feel like the obvious answer is Sinister, but I want to say both. I'm not sure. I mean, I always attribute genetic manipulation with Sinister, unless you're talking about apocalypse's own genetics but i guess i'll i'll say uh i'll say both as well okay so is it both it is both as a matter of fact whether it's apocalypse's manipulation of his horsemen or his ultimate causing of strife the sort of clone of cable kind of dylan do you want to take over on that one uh yeah when it comes to apocalypse he's done his fair share of genetic manipulations like nico said he created his four horsemen and like uh hundred different times in comics and so he's genetically manipulated quite a few mutants to serve him but there's also been the genetic manipulation of strife who is a clone of Cable, and ultimately another one of the X-Men's biggest villains. There would be no way to discuss Mr. Sinister without taking a moment to appreciate the insanity that is Inferno, where his clone, Madeline Pryor, well, a clone he created, it's certainly not his clone, she was nowhere near as pretty looking in red diamonds, but where his machinations ultimately led to a massive crossover event that spanned more than just the pages of X-Men, it spanned the pages of the Marvel Universe. So third up is, who is responsible for the introduction of a virus that would come to define the X-Men for decades? Apocalypse, Sinister, or both? I'm going to go with Sinister. I don't know. I'm kind of leaning more towards Apocalypse. Any particular reason why, or is it just your best guess because you're feeling like <laughs> Nico's, Nico's tricky and wants to throw us for a loop? Because I know him, because I date him. Oh, um, I... Jeez, it's. Mm, I feel like it would be something that Apocalypse would do once he found that mutants weren't useful to him anymore. So he'd try to do something to damage them. So before this episode aired, I did some research, and if I'm remembering things correctly, Sinister did hide a virus involving certain mutants, and I believe there's a lot that went along with it. So that's why I'm saying Sinister. Okay. So I, have I have absolutely no proof, so <laughs> I guess I will go with Sinister. <laughs> 
I think this answer can be best responded to by two people. Dylan, would you like to go first and talk about Apocalypse's viral gift to the... Ooh, no, I don't like that. <laughs> Dylan, would you like to go first and talk about Apocalypse's viral load? No. <laughs> Dylan, would you like to go first and talk about the great gift... No. Dylan, save me. If you guys had gone with Kyle's answer as well, you would both be right because the answer is both. When it comes to Apocalypse, the virus that he brought into fruition for the Marvel Universe is the techno-organic virus. Uh, Most people who know anything about the techno-organic virus, they know that Cable has this. It is a virus that combines techno-organic material with organic material. Cable and a handful of other mutants have been infected by this throughout the years. And speaking of years, there would be no way to discuss the X-Men in the 90s without discussing the decade racked by the awkward AIDS parallel of the legacy virus, a machination of sinister. It would be just about impossible to talk about the apocalypse and sinister connections without touching on one of the families that most consistently comes up in accordance with these two. So, Dylan and I put to you guys, who is responsible for introducing the concept of the third Summers brother, or as I call it, the protagonist? Kyle, do you know this one? I'm almost certain it's sinister. If I have to go off anything, reading Powers of Ten for... I would assume Sinister knows about the Third Summer Brothers, and possibly many more, which I hope there's not, so I'm also going to agree with Sinister. That's a yes sister, guys. You guys are knocking this out of the park, right? So, both of these mutants have incredible powers, and one of them seems to be a refusal to go away. But, in particular, which of the two avoided death by changing or hopping bodies? Was it Sinister, Apocalypse, or Synpocalypse? Will Synpocalypse? Synpocalypse. Synpocalypse sounds like a good stripper name. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Bring to the stage Synpocalypse. <laughs> Just throwing kitty everywhere. <laughs> no. Oh, that's gross. <laughs> Not when we have an X-Men name, though. You can't use that one. <laughs> Just tossing cats around like it's a, like a no-kill shelter. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> How- Thrown around more jugs than a tornado at a milk jug factory? That wasn't as funny. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, do you you want one more? Do you want to try one more time? I want to try one more time. Throwing cats. So let's go to the next question. Um, Wait, wait, we didn't answer that one. Oh. Oh, that's a good point. It both, it both. Mr. Sinister, as you read in the pages of Powers of Ten, number four, hops bodies pretty regularly. He's also hopped bodies in a much more dramatic way, like when he became Miss Sinister in the pages of X-Men Legacy. Dylan, I think you have a bit more of a significant change that took place in the pages of Uncanny X-Men regarding Apocalypse. Yes, during the mid to late 90s, Apocalypse had decided that he wanted to absorb the powers of the 12 most powerful mutants. Powers of 12 will give us a bell curve. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, It's like Charmed, but horrible. Yeah, it's it's like the reboot of Charm. During that storyline, yeah, like I said, he tried to absorb the powers of the 12 most powerful mutants, and the X-Men, of course, defeated him, and he body-hopped into one of those 12 mutants, and the one that he chose, just like our previous question about the Summers and Sinister, was Cyclops himself. 
Oh, absolutely. It's something that the X-Men have done their best to never really talk about directly <laughs> while hearkening back to it's the source of all of Scott's darkness, except it's not, but it is. Jeez, he's been Apocalypse and Phoenix. Yeah. Spoiler alert. He's been, ew. <laughs> yeah, wow. That's like... Wow. So, which character or characters' fictional biography includes being an ancestor of the X-Man chamber as well as facing off against Dracula? Kyle, would you like to take the lead on your guess for this one? Um, I want to say Apocalypse this time. I would agree with that. I also want to say Apocalypse. Before Nico answers, I want to also throw in there that besides Chamber being a descendant, so is Blink, who, you know, is known for her tattoos on her face, which include a diamond. Oh. Yikes. Okay. <laughs> really sinister? Is that your final answer? Um. I'm going to do the thing when they tell you not to change your answer, because, no, you are supposed to change your answer, but I'm not changing. I'm not going to change either. Dylan, would you like to present the answer? My co-host store with the most. <laughs> um, you. That was quite a roller coaster. Oh wow! Uh, you guys chose correctly. I was throwing in the blink and her diamond tattoo to try to trick you, but the answer is apocalypse. Apocalypse is known to have his disciples that worship him, which are called the Akaba, and they are all descendants of him. And Blink's heritage and Chamber's heritage are among those Akaba folk. And like Nico mentioned, way, way, way back in time, Clan Akaba had some issues and fights with Dracula, which I'm sure Nico can explain better than I just did. I really need to point out that all I can think right now is that Akaba's first major hit was Murderloo. <laughs> what? They're, they're Akaba, and their first major hit was Murderloo. I believe he's making an ABBA joke with their first major hit, Waterloo. Oh! Oh, And wow. instead of Mamma Mia, it's... Whoosh! Okay, I'm dead. So, anyway, <laughs> let's spare ourselves all. I'm dead. I'm just dead. So, Apocalypse faced off with Dracula, and it's one of the, I want to say, more unusual spots that the X-Men constantly find themselves tied to. The X-Men, when they're tied to mysticism, it's always kind of like a weird thing, and it frequently feels shoehorned in. Some of the more clear-cut ties to chamber and vampire lore and mysticism came out of Frank Thierry filling in on New Excalibur when Chris Claremont had suffered a life-altering stroke. Thierry's issues saw chamber reappear after a decided fall from grace thanks to the events of M-Day. It was as if the X-Office was trying to find ways to depower mutants but still keep them tied to mutant lineage. They leaned into all different aspects of the bigger picture of mutancy. And that actually brings us to our next question. Which of these two, whether it was Apocalypse or Sinister or both, had their powers increased or granted by future derivative technology? I'm going to say both. I have no logical reasoning. I'm just guessing. I'm going to say both. That is amazing because the answer is both. And the answer is both in kind of a tricky way. Mr. Sinister's origins and his 
ascendants to like time traveling genocidal sociopath are tied to apocalypse apocalypse saw a very special uh what do we call it fucking weird murder spark in nathaniel essex <laughs> and helped elevate him to the point of mr sinister so anything that apocalypse derived from mr sinister would find his origins in the same dylan do you want to tell us a little bit about where apocalypse got some of that wacky tech he's got apocalypse's origins include growing up in ancient egypt and at one point in time through some disagreements with the <laughs> government if you have it came across the fact that there was ancient alien technology that was buried in egypt by the celestials and Apocalypse ended up finding this technology and using it to slightly upgrade himself and then cause hell in Egypt. That technology would later come to be the home of X-Factor, their miraculous floating ship. It led to a weird story called Judgment War. Now, I don't even hate Judgment War, but it's it's a weird playing field for X-Factor. That's for friggin' sure. Can we talk about the fact that the ship's name was Ship? That was stupid. I mean, not everybody can have the amazing name Cyclops and it'd be, you know, they've got one eye or <laughs> Phoenix and constantly come back from the dead or Iceman and turn to ice or Angel and just keep writing checks like a church. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> so that brings us to an interesting question. Speaking of the original X-Men, for our final question, for our Your Life's in Jeopardy, which or both have led to the corruption of an original x-man go hmm. well i know that apocalypse corrupts angel i'm not familiar with sinister's uh works as much so i thought you were gonna say i'm not familiar with sinister's work i don't know how many people he's maimed <laughs> just generally tortured <laughs> well his outfits look tortured but i'm just saying his outfits are sure fabulous I, I know well if one of them doesn't let the other one have a cape i don't know what to tell you dylan <laughs> He always looks a little bit like he's going to dump tea in your harbor, like he's wearing evil ribbons that are going to kill you, and like he's doing a bit from Mrs. Doubtfire in hell. It's a great look. You heard it here first, folks. Mr. Sinister caused the fire. The Boston Beacon. I would not be shocked if Mr. Sinister was also behind the modern tea party. So, gentlemen, what is your final vote? Vote. Vote. I don't know if it counts on a technicality. <laughs> I don't know if it counts that Mr. Sinister corrupted an associate of Gene. <laughs> Maybe someone similar. I'm not sure if that counts. It's. I believe the answer is either Apocalypse or both. So I would. I think we should both. Well, both. Now that I think about it, he Sinister did pretty much completely ruin uh, Scott's life. So I'm gonna say both. Yeah, maybe that's the corrupting, yeah. is, you know, childhood trauma. Yeah. <laughs> Dylan, would you like to tell everybody a little bit about the only time Warren Worthington was ever interesting? <laughs> no, you go. <laughs> We're going to switch for this one. Dylan, I actually think this answer is so much fun. I'm going to give you the fun half, and I'm going to cover the Warren half. I'm going to, uh, you know what, it's my own, this is my penance for wanting that cover so bad when I've said so many mean, mean things about him and all those costumes. 
During the events of the Mutant Massacre, Angel got his wings all kinds of fucked up, and, like, he really wanted to die, so he gets into his plane, and he's like, Goodbye, cruel world, it will blow me up. And just before the moment of impact, he's teleported away by Apocalypse, who's like, I'm gonna remake you out of metal. And Angel's like, mm, not sold. And Apocalypse is like, what if I threw in Freaky Smurf skin? And Angel's like, I'm hard now. And before you knew it, he was dressing like zebra stripe gum and terrorizing the streets of New York before immediately becoming a good guy, like seriously two appearances in as death. So I don't know what anyone's ever talking about, but that was the obvious answer. Dylan, I believe you get to talk about the fun one now. It was kind of a trick question, I think. So Kyle and Jonah, the corruption was not the corruption of Cyclops that you thought of, even though that is kind of a good answer. The corruption of an original X-Man that Nico had chose for this answer was the corruption of Mr. Sinister in the alternate world of Age of Apocalypse, where... Hank McCoy became Dark Beast, and he was one of Apocalypse's horsemen in that world, but it was Sinister who helped a mad scientist, Hank McCoy, become Dark Beast. <laughs> it all comes back to the dazzling defenders. <laughs> I forgot about Dark Beast. How dare you, I sir. shouldn't have, seeing how he had such a wonderful demise in Uncanny, the recent Uncanny. There's no good version of Dark Beast dying, I'll have you know. I'll, I'll miss Yeah, him. Dark Henry is way more interesting than regular Henry. Not to be like those guys and get put on a list and act like Joker fans, but for real, he's great. <laughs> and on that note, guys, it has been so much fun having you guys out here for manipulating live from the future past it's a Kaba or Essex and Apocalypse Mr. Sinister Gene Splicing game show from hell and I could not have been more excited to have you guys here and until you guys return to these amazing airwaves Kyle where can everybody find you online you can find me on both Instagram and Twitter at Drantus82 amazeballs and your parting gift is appearing on Thor yay yay Someone's crumpling paper. Thunder noises. Dylan. <laughs> Thund- it's a- oh, God. Mm-hmm. Dylan. So until I embarrass myself with you on the network again, where can everybody find you online? Everybody can find me at my Facebook group that is called House of X if you want to discuss everything X-Men, future and past. And you can also find me on Instagram at Warpath underscore Dylan. That is Warpath underscore D-Y-L-A-N. Jonah, where can everybody find you? Writing a gossip column, playing 10 truths and maybe some lies in there as well. I'm not too sure. But you can find me <laughs> online on Twitter and Instagram at Jonah and at Jonah.Ravino. Nico, where can I find you? You guys can find me preparing my sexy young Mr. Sinister cosplay. Ooh, it's going to be so hot. Really? Here on this amazing network on shows, like, I don't know how you're going to do it on these shows, but you can do it. I believe in you. <laughs> on shows like Now and Again, where we talk about Now That's What I Call Music. That's me and my childhood best friend, Chris Podcasts. Also, don't forget to check out the amazing feed that is HTML, where Kevo and I take a look at some of the amazing film franchises that have helped to inspire and define us. There's amazing other feeds here on X's for Podcasts, like 80s Mutant Mania, the aforementioned Thor, and even the Miracle of Marvel Man, which has been a fun exploration of a character who couldn't receive his props in America until 
very recently, so I'm glad that's finally running up here. Don't forget to look me up on Instagram at NicoAction, that's N-I-C-O-A-C-T-I-O-N, and until we return to the halls of Grey Malkin Manor, guys, it's been amazing, and we will see you. Bye. Bye. See ya!